0: Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. My name is Liz and I will be your host. I'm so excited for today's episode because I'm finally going to be unveiling all of the exciting plans and prep that I'm doing for Manchester Marathon 2023, which is less than five weeks away. So just sit back and relax and we'll just jump right into the episode. Alright, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to be recording. I'm recording the day before a very exciting event that you guys will have seen by the time that this episode is live. So I'm really excited, but I, I, I'm actually gonna be able to talk about it and I can like share. And yeah, I'm really excited, and I will I will get into it after I go through highs and lows. Of course, we have to start with the highs and lows. But I just hope you're well and I hope that you are having having a great day when you are listening to this episode but without further ado let's just jump into highs and lows for the week all right I feel like I have so many more highs compared to lows well I feel like I actually cannot come up with a low which is Pretty nuts for me because i typically can easily come up with like a high and a low but we'll start with the highs and Hopefully I'll think of a low, but I, I say hopefully, but like, honestly, I feel like it's a good thing not to have a low, but highs for the week. This past weekend, I ran my first long run in three months since I got injured and it went incredibly. It was like the most exhilarating feeling and I felt absolutely on top of the world. It was amazing and I loved almost every minute of it. And if you follow me on social media, you'll know like, more about like how the run went and I'll probably dive a bit more into some of like the details around my training in the episode but just like it was just so good to be back and yeah another high is definitely just that I finally am starting to feel settled and I think that that's like a big thing for me to say because I have felt so unsettled for the past month or two and it's it's just it's such a nice feeling because I finally feel like I can like really feel at home in my new flat and just like unpack and like actually settle in because for a while I kind of just felt like I couldn't and I felt like you know I was living out of my suitcase for the past month or two and it was it's been a really tough past two months and I think I it, it Like, this Monday, this past Monday really felt like the moment where I felt like I was, like, really starting to come out of it and, like, really, like take that first step into like my new life and just like the new chapter that I'm in of life and I'm feeling very grateful. I'm just like I feel so lucky to be surrounded by so many incredible people and I am so thankful because I know that like I think that a lot of what starting over entails feels very lonely at a lot of times but I know that I'm surrounded by incredible friends and just people who like drop anything and everything to help me and just, you know, help me rebuild, help me start over. And I think that that's something that I definitely didn't think. I knew that I had friends and I knew that I had people in my corner, but I think it's been really incredible to see like how much people care about you and how much they'll come through for you and yeah it's just been like a very touching and nice thing and it's just been like amazing for that to then like transpire into this feeling of like finally being able to like feel settled and like I can breathe again and I am just really excited and I feel like there's so many exciting things in the works and I'm so excited for this new chapter but I think there's There's definitely something to be said about like the home that you live in and making sure that you feel like comfortable in it because like that is like where you like eat, breathe, sleep and like all this stuff. But I feel like I'm going to go off on a tangent on that. So we'll just, we'll stop with that. But essentially just feeling very grateful and very happy. I'd say my only low for the week is probably that like I'm at the tail end of this cold that I definitely think I caught from Cambridge half and We definitely don't talk about how easily we all as runners catch colds from these like massive events for like running races and stuff like that. So I'd say you could probably hear it when I'm like stiffly and stuff and like clearing my throat a bit, but I'm definitely excited to be like at the tail end of it and back to full health soon. But without further ado, let's just jump right into the episode. right so manchester marathon is in less than five weeks and i am fully going into this marathon only probably going to have about six weeks of training under my belt i only just started last week and i am not gonna lie i definitely felt very nervous about this at first i was freaking out a little bit to my coach and you know obviously this I knew from the injury that like this would look different regardless of however I was going to be approaching marathon training but this is like incredibly different. I will say he my coach is definitely very confident that I am okay and like a lot more okay than I think I am because I think for me like I'm thinking like you know I'm looking at other people around me who are marathon training and like they're doing their 20 mile runs they're clocking in the mileage and I'm obviously so used to that from previous marathon training cycles that like it feels very weird not to have like the 20 like the 16 to 20 weeks or so that you typically would do for marathon training but I will say to any of my fellow runners out there who are injured my coach did tell me that all of my cross training and all those three months really did pay off because he thinks that like that's the like main reason that my endurance is still so good and that like I'm still able to keep the paces that I can and run like at the rate that I am at the moment and I've been pretty shocked myself like aside from Cambridge half I think even just with this long run over the weekend just my paces were so good and if anything like pretty similar to where I was right before I got injured and so it's really nice to kind of not only still be in that place but be coming back to running with a refreshed Like approach and I think my coach is really helping me with that because he's helping me calm a lot of the nerves and obviously a lot of my goals for Manchester have changed and I know that I've gotten some comments on videos asking about those goals and what my like ABC goals are for Manchester so I'll get into a a little Q&A portion of the episode but before we start I want to share the big news And I'm so excited because this honestly feels like probably, I'd say it's pretty up there with like probably one of the biggest brand deal sort of things that I've done as of like ever in this sort of running journey that I've been on, you know, doing the podcast, doing social media. I never really like thought that it would ever transpire to something as big as this. But essentially I am being sponsored by Adidas for the Manchester Marathon and it's especially exciting because Adidas is like one of the main partners of Manchester Marathon and so everything in terms of like their branding and their logos all has Adidas in the Manchester Marathon logo and it's just so cool to be working with that brand like basically one on one and like I'm going to be running with there's like a whole team of Adidas runners that I'm going to be joining and I'm so excited because I never thought that I would have an opportunity like this to, you know, be doing a sponsorship with like someone that's directly working with the marathon and like everything that I'm going to be doing with Adidas is all for Manchester Marathon. And so it's, it's pretty nuts to me to be doing something like this and I'm really excited. And like one of the first events is going to be tomorrow. So they're sending me to Manchester for a training run and I'm super excited and I am just hoping to meet new people and it's going to be great. I think because I've never been to Manchester so I am going to be able to kind of see what I can see of Manchester before I go and run a marathon in it next month but I am really excited for this experience and yeah I think that there is there's a lot to be said about doing this like alongside a full-time job and it'll never feel like a job to me because I'm so it's so I'm so passionate about it and it makes me so happy and so excited because running is is my passion and it's being able to connect with you guys and in different forms, in different ways. And so I think I'm just so excited. And I'll definitely share more about like, you know, just in the coming weeks, what this all will entail. And like, I'm just really excited to be able to share this experience with you guys. But yeah, that is the big news. I'm working with Adidas for the Manchester Marathon. And I am over the moon. Now in terms of my training and prep i like i said it's completely different to any other style of training that i've ever done and just to preface for anyone that doesn't know i for the past five marathons have always found all of my training plans online which i have learned recently most of those free training plans that you find on sites like runnersworld.com are actually tailored towards more towards male runners and so none of those plans were ever really super tailored for myself And so that's one of the main reasons why I really wanted to get a coach. And so I... I'm really excited because I feel like he is really helping me relearn how to train properly, but also smartly, if that makes sense. And so, for example, I used to train about five to six days a week. And when I say train, I'm talking running. So I would run like almost every day when I was marathon training. And he's only having me run three to four times a week, which at first I was like really like afraid that that wasn't going to be enough running and I wasn't going to be able to clock enough mileage. But his whole reasoning behind it is just that he wants to keep me as injury free as possible, and he thinks that there's absolutely no need to rush. Like a bunch of mileage and like squeeze in as much as I can before the marathon. So he thinks that I'm in a pretty good place, and I'm just fully putting my trust in him. But I think at the same time, you know, keeping running to just three to four days a week also allows me to continue with that cross training, which I know that I've talked about so much. And you know, it's it's like it's like a love hate relationship because I did it during my injury because that's all I could do. But at this point, I think I really learned and seen how my it's really helped me and just it like the output being the runs that i'm able to do the paces that i'm able to keep i've done a couple of speed workouts at this point now and i think at first i looked at some of these paces and like last friday i had a speed workout and i was really Like, it felt really daunting. I was looking at this workout and I was just like, I I don't think I can like, you know, stay between 7.30 and 7.50 for two minutes and do that eight times. And I was really scared because that was my first speed workout back and I was really nervous, but it ended up being that like, I, I, I could keep that and a lot easier... Than I thought like it was a lot easier than I thought it would be to keep that pace and like the effort that I needed to put in to maintain that pace it was shockingly not as bad as I thought it would be if that makes sense and this is coming from someone who like I've spoken on the podcast about like when I first got into running years and years ago. I was so insecure about my pace and I would never share like my times or my paces. And I didn't have like Strava. I think I just used the Nike Running Club app and I didn't even have like a fitness watch because I was so insecure about running at the pace that I was that I didn't want anyone to see. And whenever I looked at people that ran these like six, seven minute miles, I always envied them because I was like, it would be so cool to run that fast, you know? And so it's really cool to kind of see that consistency really pay off over time. And I'm really excited to see like sort of where my training goes throughout this year as well, because I I feel like my coach really understands like what I need as a runner. And like, it's not, it's not overtraining. It's not overworking myself. It's being smart about my training and like bringing it down and having more quality over quantity workouts, if that makes sense. And I think he's a lot more about, you know, how does, how do you feel? How do, how do these workouts make you feel rather than hitting my targets and like times and stuff and so I feel like I'm in a really good place and I am feeling like very excited because I genuinely throughout my entire injury or both injuries I was so scared that I was going to lose my pace that I was going to lose my speed and I really felt like I had put in the work like over the years to create this you know build this consistency that led to me getting faster and faster and so I I was so afraid for three months that I was going to just completely lose it but I wish that someone would have told me and I think that people probably did tell me that you don't and like even if you take 3 months off you'll still you'll still get back to it. It won't happen the first day, but it comes back pretty naturally and as long as you keep up with your cross training and you keep yourself moving in some way shape or form during the injury, I think it's such a good way to kind of look at it in terms of just like finding different ways to work on your endurance, but yeah, that's definitely something that I that I feel like a lot of injured runners may experience. It's just fearing that loss of progress that you've built up, but it's definitely not true. At least I can attest. But yeah, so let's let's just jump into some questions for the marathon. It's not that far away. I don't even have like I don't even know what, what I'm gonna wear. I'm you know I'm I'm just trying to think about the day and. Gosh, I'm I'm so like excited, but I'm also so nervous because again, 26.2 miles seems pretty daunting, but at the same time, I did 17 miles last weekend, I'm doing 18 this weekend, and like that's that's coming off of three months of injury. So I think I'd say that I I could definitely agree with my coach that I'm in a pretty good place. But anyways, I I wanna start with just goals going into Manchester Marathon. I saw this as a comment on one of my recent videos asking what my ABC goals were. And so A, well, first of all, they've completely changed. And I've my coach and I had that conversation and I think he thinks it's pretty smart. But A, I I want to just be able to, to run it and like finish it completely pain-free. I think that's definitely goal A. That's my A goal for sure. Just to keep myself like a, like able to just run. All 26.2 miles without injuring myself again, without pushing myself too hard, and just being able to do that and prove to myself that I am okay and that I still got it. I'd say B is definitely to not get injured. (laughs) I think that that's, I think, I feel like with every like run that I've done, within the first few at least, I've felt like almost like a pseudo pain, I think, at times in the injured area that is like right by my foot. And I've heard from other people that this is something that they've experienced as well. But I feel like my body is in... It's just... It feels so cautious and, like, so worried that I'm just going to hurt myself again. And so I feel like that's the other thing is just, like, now that I feel like I've i have really learned a lot more about my body and, like, you know, how this injury affected me, I want to know... And like be able to stop myself if and when that pain were to come back you know obviously I'm crossing my fingers and like hoping and praying that that never comes back but I think like realistically again like I'd rather be safe than sorry and like for me Manchester is not is not my race of the year that I'm like looking to like really hardcore race that's likely going to be more so Chicago and so and like obviously we've got loads of time to prep for that but I think for Manchester it's really going to be about just that comeback to running and being able to complete it is going to be my A goal, not injuring myself is my B goal. But I will say my C goal is definitely still to get a sub four. And I think that I, I reckon I kind of could. And that was my initial goal going into Manchester I think that was like my one goal so I I know that I saw a question around if I had the same target time and so I am I do have that as a goal in the back of my mind but I'm keeping that as my C goal because that's not my ultimate priority my ultimate priority is to go out there have a good time enjoy it and just like soak it all in because you know a few weeks ago I couldn't run like this and I couldn't you know be doing the training runs that I'm doing now and so it's going to be a lot more focused on like the gratitude element and just being thankful that I'm even able to do it but if I can hey if I can do sub four that would be amazing because I genuinely feel like my paces are there and like the paces that I'm able to keep are really strong and so we'll see But I know that there's so much about like strategy in terms of how people race that my coach has been trying to teach me as well. And I think I spoke about that in the Cambridge half episode of just like having times like time ranges written down on my hand for every three miles so that I knew what time I had to be within if I wanted to hit a certain time goal. So I'm of course, I would still love to get sub four but that's not gonna be like the end all be all, like top priority for sure. I did get a question, so another question that I got Was I think kind of off of the video that I did this weekend around my long run, and I've I know that I've spoken about this before, but the question was asking if I could talk more about my goal around to go hydration backpack free, basically, and the why behind it. So essentially, I for the past five marathons, I've always worn a hydration backpack no matter what, and that's how I would hold my gels, my phone, my everything, and. Again, this is like, I don't want this to bash anyone that wears a hydration backpack because like I did it for the past two or three years. Like, you know, I loved it and I went through a couple of hydration backpacks and I definitely will still use them for like longer training runs because I think obviously hydration is so important, but when it comes to racing, what I've kind of learned, especially in the end of last year racing even some of the shorter distances like 5k's and 10k's i don't actually need as much water as i think i do and even like after marathons at least with the after the past few i've always found that a i don't finish all my gels because i get pretty sick after the third gel which i will say i am testing out a couple of new gels and just like different brands just to see if you know there's something other than goo that i can use because i think that that was probably a big thing or a big proponent of it because the They're so sugary and just like thick that I think over time my stomach just like got so many stomach problems. I also never really tended to finish my hydration backpack and I think the only time that I ever did was probably my trail marathon. But keep in mind that that was on a mountain in Oregon in July. So it was very warm and very hot. So the water was definitely needed. But otherwise, I'm pretty sure that I've not had a marathon since then where I have finished my entire water backpack and i remember talking to diane when she when i had her on the podcast and she was telling me about how when you run with hydration backpack your running form completely changes compared to when you're running without one and i definitely feel like there's probably like some sort of like a mini element to your speed as well and you probably go just like that little a little bit faster and so I, I i'm testing it out and i have a little salomon belt that i have linked in my amazon storefront so i have a link in the show notes of the episode if you want to check it out but i'm essentially i practiced this weekend this past weekend and i'll practice again next weekend but essentially it's a little belt that goes around my waist and it's got a ton of pocket space and with that i use like a collapsible water bottle also by salomon and you're able to kind of just like slide that into the back of the belt so that you're not like carrying it or like having to put it into a vest or anything. I know that some people do put it into vests, but I think for me, I'm trying to like remove that weight from my shoulders and just have it around my waist because I don't mind having things around my waist. But I think for me, I'm kind of over the hydration backpack and also being someone that wants to one day complete all six stars of the Abbott World Majors. New York Marathon does not let you wear a hydration backpack. And so I'm just starting now and I'm practicing now but I think I genuinely think that I I definitely got in my head some of these marathons about like how much water I actually needed plus the amount of stations that races tend to have throughout these big city marathons is like at least every 3 miles so you know that you're going to have access to water if you need it and so for me I just really want to focus on you know in the next 5 weeks testing out the best nutrition that sits best with my stomach and then using that for the race and making sure that I'm not like I think also with with going hydration backpack free I think I'm also starting to incorporate a lot more electrolytes so I used to only drink electrolytes after long runs this was an error because regardless it it didn't really feel like it helped and I feel like it, I was just kind of hoping that it would help but I've started to drink it the day before as well as the morning of if I have a long run or a race. So I did that for Cambridge Half and I really find that that helps with my hydration as well. And I think I just want to get into the habit of drinking electrolytes more throughout the week, especially if I'm doing training runs anyways. And so just getting into that habit of regularly taking in electrolytes just to make sure that i am extra hydrated and so i think there are a lot of things that you can do to work around if you really do want to run without a hydration vest and i'm definitely still learning and working through some of that but i think for me that's just kind of like running without one this past weekend i was definitely nervous but like being in that run and like feeling like i could run like i it, It genuinely felt like I was running just that little bit lighter and that little bit faster. And so I'm really excited to see how that, you know, transpires into the marathon. And Manchester will be the first place that I sort of like test this out. So we'll see. But yeah, I'm definitely... I am completely over wearing a hydration backpack for races all right i think that is everything that i'm going to cover in this episode i think i'm going to leave some other elements such as like race day shoes and outfit for a later episode but i'm definitely going to be just doing loads of episodes around the lead up to manchester marathon in the coming weeks so i'm really excited and i am so excited to take you guys along with me and share this experience bit of a scary experience of training for a marathon in six Six weeks I wouldn't recommend but we're doing it anyways but as always thank you so much for listening to the podcast and I'm always super grateful for just this community and being able to sit down every week and record an episode because it just brings me so much joy so I hope that you have a lovely day and I will see you in the next episode All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency in Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As always, I will have links in the show notes for resources and ways to connect with me on social media if you ever want to send me a message or ask a question. Otherwise, I will see you in the next episode. Bye.